Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's 30 with Murdy with your host, Sweeney Murdy. Welcome back, everybody. On this episode, a conversation with one of the most accomplished American distance runners in this century. And what a story he has. Abdi Abdi Rahman escaped war-torn Somalia as a teenager. He emerged from that atrocity to become a top collegiate athlete at the University of Arizona and then became a professional distance runner, representing the United States in five different Olympic Games from 2000 all the way to last summer's Tokyo Games. And he might still make a run at a sixth Olympic Games in 2024. What's unique about Abdi's journey is his perspective on life and the impact he has on people around him. He is universally praised for his vibrant and positive personality, for his sometimes abnormal approach to training, and for his durability in a sport that constantly tests that durability. His family is actually filled with successful professionals in their fields, an amazing achievement considering they feared for their lives in Mogadishu 30-some years ago before making it to safety. Quite frankly, Abdi Abdurrahman is the kind of person they make movies about, the uplifting kind. In preparing to interview Abdi, I discovered that he's actually best friends from their college days with former Yankees outfielder Shelley Duncan, himself an example of a person with a vibrant and positive personality and sometimes abnormal approach. Shelley is currently a coach with the Chicago White Sox and considers Abdi a role model not just for him, but for his children as well. I caught up with Abdi last week as he prepared to run the New York City Half Marathon. He finished this past Sunday 27th overall, 15th among American men, and first in the 45 to 49 age group with a time of 106.01. After running all over the world, Abdi still loves to run in New York for the distinct energy the course and the city provides. And even after he lost one of his dearest friends, Ryan Shea, who passed away suddenly during the 2008 New York City Marathon, Abdi finds himself drawn to New York and the environment here. Here is my conversation with the five-time Olympian known as the Black Cactus, Abdi Abdirahman. So Abdi, first thing I want to ask you is about running in New York City. As you and I speak, the half marathon is coming up. The New York City Marathon is in November, which you've run several times. I don't know if you plan to do again this year or not, but uh, I read in your book how you described feeling the energy of New York when you run, how it's different than many of the other races that you run. Yeah, New York is a, in general, New York City is like a special place, to be honest. Like, uh, there's no city like New York and everything that comes with New York special. Like, uh, for me as an athlete, you know, New York is the is the best race. It's the best like city to race if you just wanna run and compete. It's not staged. It's not it's not set up for anybody. It's just a pure competition, and and that's why they are like a lot of athletes love to run here. Just like a lot of basketball players wanna come and play in Madison Garden Square, 
like when a lot of players want to play New York Yankees and you know just and that's how I feel about New York everything's like you know is the biggest stage of all sports when you run in other cities the uh, the scene on the streets in Manhattan as you're coming across is it similar in other cities or is it New York just different New York is different like uh, and New York as for for us as a marathoners we always we always hear story about uh, you know the first avenue like when you come out like Brooklyn Bridge and just suddenly like you're running in a you're running a marathon you tire and then suddenly you see over a million people in First Avenue just and just the race changes people go from running a like a 5 minute pace to 450 to almost like close to for low force, you know, mm-hmm. just for that, for just just exam, and, and and there's no place like that in other cities. Like people always talk about like big race, like uh, because it's already staged. People already going fast, but New York's just like people are testing each other. I like how you described it because the um, you know when you talk about how the competitive runners share the road with the amateur and the casual runners, and it's you know it's not like that in other sports. I mean, you described that you couldn't, you can't walk into the gym and shoot with LeBron, or you no. can't catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. And I like the way you wrote this. Most of these people have to work in training around their schedules, around their work schedules and kids, not to mention buy their own shoes, but they do it for the love of the sport. They're the real heroes. You have real admiration for the people who are running twice as slow as you are. Definitely, and because I know how much that's hurt, like just to run for me, just to run for two hours, just like how painful it is. I just can't imagine myself being out there for like a three to four or five hours. That's a real dedication. And that's why I have the respect for those people. And also, you have to remember, they're not getting paid for it. They're doing it for the love. They love doing it. And and the least thing I can do for them, just respect them for what they do and just admire them. I remember speaking once to, to Kurt Schilling. He used to pitch for the Red Sox. Yes. And his wife has run marathons, including Boston. And he, he, this is a world-class athlete in his own sport. And he couldn't understand trying to run a race if you weren't going to finish first. He just couldn't get that because his, his whole mentality was about winning. But, you know, you're talking about a race that has tens of thousands of people. Everybody's got their own goals out there. And exactly, and and I definitely agree with current children because, like, as an athlete, we, for us, the part of motivation because we we want to win the race, and none of like you know at, at the end of the day you have like a hundred or two hundred elite athletes, and every elite athlete want to win, but they try for them, they compete, but just imagine being on the pack of the pack like a twenty, thirty thousand behind people and just running and knowing that you're not in it to win it, but you're just doing it for the love of the sports, and you know. And that's one thing, that's what makes running great. It's something that everyone can do it and also do it with the elite. I know that New York is special for you for another reason too. Going back to 2007, you wrote very uh, eloquently, lovingly about losing your friend Ryan Shea here. Yeah, you know, like, I remember that. It was real hard, you know, just hard year for the, for 2000, 2000, I think it was 2008. 2008. 2008, yeah. Because of because I know me and Ryan like we want to make it the Olympic team and we both for training for the Olympics just and I live with him like six seven months leading to the trials and I know how much you want to make that team and just and I remember for me not making the team and being sad and also just it 
just I didn't find out until I get to the bus actually, and I did not believe it because one of my friends told me, say, did you know, just me getting to the bus because I didn't finish the race, I was DNF. I was just sad, and he told me, and that just put like, and and I think since that day, it made me appreciate life more than just being sad. Like, I have many bad races since then, but it doesn't affect me. It's not even close to what I found out that day, you know, just because losing Ryan that day was real, real sad day, and it just made me a better person and also just made me look life in a different way, just for the perspective. The people who know you, the people who've written about you, they all talk glowingly about your positivity and the outlook that you have. And I'm going to get to that, but I think it stands out even more because when people find out about where you came from, that positivity stands out in an even greater light. Uh, you escaped from Somalia with your family when, you, when it was being torn apart by war. You were just a teenager. Uh, this is in 1991. Uh, you wrote about it, and it felt like it was, it was a little painful, but also maybe a little cathartic for you to... Uh, relive some of these memories what are some of the what are some of the images maybe that you still hold very vividly in your mind that maybe come back to you sometimes you know just like for me uh, the thing that I uh, I held in my mind is like just uh, for me there's a lot of negative things that happen but I don't keep those things in my mind because you always you just if you keep something negative in your mind you always be negative you know you always be sad but for me I just I keep all the great memory all the good thing that you know the friends that I had growing up as a child in Mogadishu you know just running out the streets you know playing with my friends you know just because like people always think about like for, they just they just like see me as a person, but they don't know what I've been through in life. You know, just they don't know about my childhood. You know, it wasn't my choice to come to the America. You know, just at the end of the day, you know, if it was Somalia, if, it were, if the war didn't happen, if it was peace, I probably wouldn't came to America. I would have probably be still in Somalia, living a great life. Mm-hmm. That's just, but you know, just the thing that kept, just you know, that part and just like being with my family. You know, just like going through those difficult times with the you know family members. You know, just the loved ones and that's. That's what I keep in my mind. And you, uh, Yumi, you, the way you describe it too, like we think, when we think of a war-torn area, we have all these destructive images in our head. But before that happened, you have memories of what a beautiful place it was. Oh, yeah, what a beautiful place. You know, I used to go to school, you know, just we, at night, we used to meet up with me and my friend, our neighborhood kids. We just meet up at the middle of the night and we used to play until like 9 p.m. at night, you know, just running through the neighborhood. And as I wrote in my book, and that's how my running career yeah. started, to be honest, you know, playing the games that we chased each other through the neighborhood and I just remember being the one of the not the fastest kid but the one who can run the longest you know taking the kids all the way around my neighborhood mm-hmm. you know just it was the fun part you know and that's something that like is something if someone like uh, you can go back in life what will you do I would I would do that like, to be honest it's something that I always like think about it and something that was fun and sometimes I even wonder where all my friends were how they doing, where are they now? Some of them, are, are they still alive or are they dead? You know, just some of them, you know, probably, I have like so many friends when I was back home, but I only remember, I only met him one now. I only know one who is still alive, but the rest of them, I don't know where they are. They're hoping they're alive somewhere in the world, so yeah. Where is that one? How did you meet up with them? 
you know that one is he's in the he's in US he's in Minnesota you know just uh, but just that's he he's one of the people who get this sponsor to come to US mm-hmm. yeah. so as you think back to the, those memories and and what you went through and you turn on the news now you see the footage of what's happening in Ukraine and the, some of the same things are happening to people that happened to you what goes through your mind uh, you know to be honest like uh, my you know my heart goes out to people in Ukraine, you know, just it's, it's, it's really, really sad situation, you know, the war is not the answer for any problem, you know, just like a conflict, it can be solved, like, but some, sometimes we have uh, some crazy leaders in the world who are like, think they can just all use power, but, you know, the, sometimes I don't know what goes through people's mind when they start a war, because do, don't they have a family, or don't they think about other people's well-being, or like, you know, miss it just, you know, just it breaks my heart because I know people like one day you can be living the best life that you like the peace life, having the nice house, having the nice cars, and next day you can be a refugee camp. And like, just for example, people in Ukraine out there now, for a few, like a two two weeks ago, they were living a great life, have a good job, and now some of them are soldiers, some of them are refugee camp. You know, it breaks my heart. So uh, now this brings me back to what people talk about you and your, your uh, just effusive positivity. You've been through all this, all these things that we're seeing on the news every night now, you've been through with your family, yet you maintained and developed this positive outlook. How? Uh, you know, to be honest, it's not, the, it's not the easiest thing to do, you know, at the end of the day. You have, just, you have to surround yourself like a good people and just don't take it life for granted and just like I, and also just be thankful for whatever you get in life, you know, just, and also like, just work hard, be a better person than you were yesterday. That's simple for me. You Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Uh, you developed what is a physical gift of being able to run, and you developed into where this is your profession. But you have siblings who are pretty successful in their own right, who went through the same situation, escaping and coming to the U.S. You have three sisters who are nurses. A brother is a software developer. They all are very successful in their own way. Do they share the same positive outlook, or are they different personality-wise from you? We definitely we we're not all the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, just a we totally all different. I think I'm the most positive. On, on people sometimes they even make fun of me how positive <laughs> I am they say yeah. nothing even my girlfriend sometimes they she tells me I am not you know nothing affecting me she says she cannot figure out what's something wrong with me she said because just the way I look at life you know mm-hmm. she say everything you just like even even in life if if, if if we argue with something I just say you know it's okay I just always agree with her so she just doesn't like that sometimes <laughs> Yeah, you know how to get rid of an argument quickly. Just agree, right? Exactly, yeah, but sometimes she doesn't like that. <laughs> She's trying to fight with you, and you're just yeah. not letting her. I know, man. She has no choice, but, she, <laughs> but she's learning how to deal with me, though, so she figured out. That's fantastic. So your running career has been successful by a lot of measures. You've been in five different Olympics representing the U.S., uh, but it's funny because how people talk about your style. You don't train like other runners. You don't eat like other runners. Sometimes if you want to you know, skip a day in the regimen, you'll just skip it. If you want to go get a cheeseburger somewhere, if it doesn't fit into the dietary plans, you just do that. How do, how do other runners treat you with respect to this? Do they look at you like you're crazy or do they respect what you do on your own and how it works for you? Uh, to be honest, like, uh, you know, runners, first, first and foremost, all runners are not normal. We all different. <laughs> and definitely like all runners have their own routine, the thing that works for them sometimes are better than the others. But for me, I earn the respect of other runners, not because of what I do in, for my routine. The, other, the way to earn the other respect of the runners is what you accomplish. For me, making the five Olympic team, you know, having the long jeopardy of career, because I have a lot of friends who, are, who I used to run with, retired some of them retired 20 years ago. <laughs> Maybe yeah, some of them yeah, ran yeah. two, three, four years. Some of them, reti- you know. But, uh, but for me, the way I look at life, I say running is a gift. It's a God-given talent. You know, just do the right thing. And also the diet, is, it's simple. You eat what you need to eat. You stay away from the fast food. But if you're craving for it, why not have a burger <laughs> once in a while? It's not something I don't go out to McDonald's all the time or just eat fast food every single day. Yeah. Sometimes I eat once a year, sometimes once a month. It just depends. I, I'm not, I don't know the last time I had, a, I had a McDonald's, but the other few few months ago I have a chicken filet, so, which is a good place. Yeah. And also like uh, taking a day off. You know, sometimes you take a day off because your body's telling you to take a day off. You know, just like, and also I have to give a, uh, give a credit to my coach, Dave Murray. He always tell me like, Sometimes if you take a day off, it's just you look at it as a part of training, you recover, you feel better the next day. People who uh, people have described you as a free spirit because of just some of these little quirks in your personality. Do you like that that's how they describe you? Is that how we say it? It's not, it's, it's not a bad thing, but, uh, you know, just it's okay. If I'm a free spirit person, I guess I am free spirit. I just like, uh, for me, at least I'm not a negative person or just, you know, I don't have any bad habits. I just I just treat people the way I want to be treated, and I'm always funny, even though I'm kind of getting a little bit older now. I'm kind of like coming down. Yeah. I'm not as fun as I used to be. Yeah. But you know, hey. 
I like how you I like how you responded to it though. This is what you wrote in your book. They can call me a goof off or laid back or fun loving. That's all true to a point. I can be all of that and also get the job done. So it's still about results, right? It's still about results. Yep. I'm not like I'm not uptight. I'm fun. I do whatever I want to do. I just, you know, I hang out with my friends. Like one of my best friends is like as you told me earlier is a He's a baseball player. I have another friends who are like professional basketball players, but we all do different things. And also, when, when it's a play time, you enjoy life. But when it's a work time, you do your work. You know, just at the end of the when I'm getting ready for the race and I need to go to training camp, I go to training camp. I go train my, my butt off and then come back and perform. But when I'm off, I enjoy too. It's just balance. Balance is good, right? And everything. Balance, yeah, balance is good in everything. I, um, I, I wanted to ask you about, the, about your career in this manner because, as you know, that um, this is your life and your career running and as a professional runner. But for the sports fan, it is, it is sometimes a casual event where we pay attention at big events like the New York City Marathon, Boston Marathon, and Olympics. And success for a large segment of the population the success of a runner is measured by winning those events yep. or meddling at the Olympics. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, you've been in five different Olympics. You've run a number of marathons. Um, but I'm curious how you feel about this. Do you think that you would have had maybe more of those accomplishments or even if your career didn't last as long, if you maybe had would have won a medal or two in, in the Olympics, had your training and your overall outlook been a little bit more traditional? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, I've never been asked that. But the one thing I look at is like a, in running, I will, when, when it comes to running, that's a lot of, and, and this is just based on running, nothing else in life. But when it comes to running, I will never change anything, to be honest. The success I have is what made me who I am today, and I'm sitting here with you today, yeah. and we're having a, this conversation. You know, everything that I did in my power to succeed in the running world, I did. And maybe some people do win medals, like Olympic medals, like, you know, world championship medals. I haven't. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm proud of what I did just getting ready for that because I, I know 100% that I did that. I did all the work just to qualify and represent my country. Uh, I can go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow morning, have a smile on my face because that's all I could have done. And that was my best effort, you know, at the end of the day, just, yeah. The, um, and, I have a, uh, and I have a lot of success when it comes to road racing. I have finished in New York City podium. I have finished the New York City half marathon podium maybe three or four times, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, is. It's been my. It's it's all about doing the right thing for me, and that's what I'm proud of. I can tell also that you're proud of your longevity because, as you said, there are. I mean, you are now at 45, I I'm believe. 45. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm 45. It's still running like I'm 21. I still, I still feel that way. And just if someone asking me, well, how are you gonna do tomorrow? I say I'm in it to win it. Just, <laughs> just like I say, like uh, 20 years ago, no eight. Like 18 years ago, when I ran my first New York City Marathon, they, people ask me, what do you want? I say, I want to win it. But also, it's doing the right thing, too. And that's been some of my proudest, you know, just doing the right thing. So what do people that are, I mean, you know, I find this in my line of work, too. It's different where 
you're now up against people or you're around people who are literally half your age yeah. and they're working at the same thing you're working. You have people who are going to be in their 20s trying to accomplish the same thing you are. What is it like? What, how do, do, you, do they treat you differently? Do they see you differently because you're older? Uh, actually, not really. Some, a lot of the young guys come up to me, you know, asking me for advice and just like, especially the young guys who are just coming like, you know, last couple of years, they, all, they always ask me, how do I last this long? How do I have the long jeopardy of career? You know, because they want to have that long jeopardy of career, you know, because they, because some of them, they, they you know, because they know how hard it is to make one Olympic team. And I have made five of them. Yeah. Which, which is something I'm proud of, but they asked me how I did that, and I just told them, you know, just doing the right thing and making the right choices. And sometimes, you know, the running is a roller coaster. Sometimes it doesn't go the way you want it, and also don't look for a quick fix. Just be in it for the long term. I like how your approach to the Olympics too. You know, your coach tells you to skip the opening ceremonies because they're draining, but you want to go walk in the ceremony. You want to take this all in. You you know, you want to take in the Olympic experience. Yeah, every every time. You know, just at the end of the day, there's a reason they have the opening ceremony because of <laughs> every other country wanna wanna showcase their athlete and and for me to go to the Olympic opening ceremony and wear my USA. Outfit, you just—it's one of the proudest moments that you could ever. There's a lot of feeling that you could get, but that's one day you will get the the proudest because of you represent your country, you represent your family, you represent your state, your city. I want to take that moment. I want. I want. You, you just never know if you're gonna make it again. Uh, and selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I understand that you like when people try to compare you to different people, you like the comparison of Tom Brady because of his long, successful career. What? And he's in the news again because his retirement didn't actually last very long. Uh, he's now back active again. Uh, but what is it about? I mean, we all know about the Super Bowls he's won. What is it about him and his approach or whatever else it is about his game that you admire? Uh, you know, like I admire Tom Brady just the way he carries himself. You know, to be honest, like, and and I, and even though he's forty-five years or he's he, he's forty-five years old, I don't think he's like you know just as long as you know he can play and he believes in himself and something that you cannot teach and also like you know just and and also is uh, there's a point is it's not about the finance anymore. It's the love of the game and I think Tom you know he, he's not doing it for the finance but I, I think he's doing it for the love of the game and he still believe he can play and he proved that last year he he still got it you know he was one of the best quarterback even though he was 44 year old you know just why not and that's what I admire about him his, 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 his mentality when you get to meet other pro athletes at whatever level that they are what are the kinds of things you like to do you compare notes about mental approach what are some of the things that you've been able to share with other people, maybe share some of your secrets with them and they share with you? Uh, you know, like uh, I talked, you know, Shelly, one of my good friends, you know, just like I remember me and Shelly, like, you know, we always talk about age and stuff, but he always asked me like, what motivates you? He say, you know, why, why do you wake up? Why do you wake up every day and go around like a 12, 15 or 16 miles? And, and I told him, I said, you know what? I say I'm not. I say I want to be successful. I want to, you know, I want. I want to be one of the best. And to be one of the best, I have to outwork with other people. And sometimes he asks me, like even Shelly tells me, like he said, Abdi, how do you run so fast? You say we used to play flag football. You won't believe this, <laughs> but they were they they trying to make me run the route. But he said you couldn't even run that route. <laughs> you just have to run straight. <laughs> straight straight out right yep straight out but you know that's the one thing like you know my friends for me i just i i just want to i just want to be one of the best and um, to be one of the best you have to outwork other people so you talked about trying to be one of the best and how much you enjoy the olympics um you weren't ready to answer this question after the right away after the last olympics i don't know if you are now i'm just going to ask you 2024 is Paris. Will you? Do you want to be in a sixth Olympics? Ah, sixth. That's a tough question. To be honest, I'm like, a, for me, I'm I'm not one of those person who posts on social media, wrote to Beijing or wrote to Tokyo or wrote to. For me, is a road to New York City half marathon, mm-hmm. United half. Whatever is next in front of you. What? Yeah. That's one in front of me on Sunday. And after that, it was going to be the next race I'm running. Just like Paris is like a three years away from now, two years, two and a half years. And before you think about Paris, you have to think about the U.S. Olympic trials. There's a lot of other, there's a lot of hurdles that I have to 
before I even thinking about that. So and I, you have to get the qualified time. And my age, I'm 45. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm focused on this year, and hopefully. You should ask me if I'm if I wanna if I wanna come back to New York Marathon before the Olympics. So that's me. so. So I guess it would do me no good. See what I have written down here. It would do me no good to ask you about LA in 2028 when you'll be 51, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you never know. I'll give you the same answer. So just that before LA, there would be Paris. So yeah. You and I have besides our friendship with Shelley Duncan. You and I have one other thing in common. Big U2 fan. Tell me how you got into them. Oh man, big U two. U two is the best band. Come on now, how mm-hmm. how come you never love the U two music? Yeah. They are the best band ever. So and also, I got into one of my college teammates. Used to he was a big U two fan, and and at that time I was into rap music. You know, mm-hmm. I like love the hip hop, and I started listening to YouTube, and I just start love the music. I just love it. Then I just it's it's great, and then more I get to know the the band and. The, the all the all the work that he does, his nonprofit foundation, all the great things that he does, and I just love his music. Listen, I know as in my in a previous time as a casual runner, I do know that you two has a lot of great running music. Do you run to music or do you not? I don't run to music. For me, one thing I like to know my surrounding when I'm running. So I just I just know what's what's coming behind me, what's in front of me. I just like to listen to nature. So I just. I'm not the music person. See, now, see that, that interests me because what I used to tell myself is a song would come on and I'd say, okay, I know this song is about four minutes long. I can keep going for the next four minutes. And it would take me the next four minutes until the next song came on and said, okay, I can get four more minutes because of this song. What are you, besides just nature, what are you, what are you thinking about as you go on practice runs? Oh, when I'm when I go at practice run, I just run one mile at a time. Mm-hmm. That I only fuck if I'm running twenty miles. Even when I'm racing, I just I just I usually focus the mile that I'm running at that moment. You know, just instead of just focusing like a ten k, five k, just like I try to focus, trying to be as relaxed as I can. Just it depends the work that I'm doing or the race that I'm in. How who am I competing with? I'm just trying to focus on that mile. So mile one, mile two, mile three. So just the one that's gone is gone. The one I'm in, that's it. The next one, we'll figure out when we get there. Uh, I think one of the other fascinating things is for, for casual runners, people who go into the hotel gym and, or go to their regular gym and they get on the treadmill, the pace you guys run at doesn't exist on the treadmill. Like the regular treadmill goes as high as, uh, t- I think, uh, 10 miles an hour. You guys are running a lot faster than that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I'm... It is it, it just how you train your body. That's it's not the easiest things, but I think anyone can do it if you just train for it. Just like, you know, it's a lot of work that goes through. People always finish the finished product when we come to a race, like the New York half or the marathon. This is the easy part, you know. This is the this is the fun part. The hard part is done like a few like months and months and months of training, just like a you run the race base one mile through 10 miles, 15 miles. So the people just see when we're having fun. You know, it's funny. My daughter is, uh, is in volleyball uh, right now, and she's doing some strength training outside of volleyball. And she says it's really hard. And I reminded her, I covered Roger Clemens when he played for the Yankees. And he always used to say he wanted to work harder in the four days between his starts so that the day he pitches – 
is easier than the work days. Train his body that way. Similar type of thing that you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like uh, we run like, uh, you know, everybody's different. But for me, like a marathon build-up usually takes like three to four months. Yeah, 12 weeks to 16 weeks. And you're running every, every Sunday, you're running a marathon distance, almost like a, maybe like a 22nd or 30 seconds slow on the marathon pace. And most of the time you're in altitude, mm -hmm. which is conversion to that's almost like a, maybe like almost marathon pace. Mm -hmm. So you train as hard as you can for three months. And then one day when you come to a race, that's the day you just relax. You just let, and also you rest for that. And like almost three, four weeks before the race, you start coming down from the distance. So you recover for it. And, and uh, the race day is the fun day. All right, so as you're in New York City, there's a lot to do in New York City. Day before the race, whether it's this half coming up or, or the full marathon that you, do you run before, what do you do the day before a race? Do you, do you take in your surroundings at all? What do you do? You know, like, I don't do that much stuff, actually, a day before, like, a few days before the race, but I do walk around a lot, though. I just walk and, like, just go to Times Square, just go to, go to Central Park. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of great stuff to do in New York. Also, great food. But I just like, I, I like to walk around, just watch people. So because New York is like, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy place with so many people from different countries. So, All right, one last thing for you. Do you have one good embarrassing Shelly Duncan story from college or otherwise that you can share with us? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but I don't think it's appropriate for me. <laughs> I have a lot of them. Yeah, but Shelly's a fun guy, so he's a... He's, he's a big kid. My thanks to Abdi Abdirahman. If you're interested more in his story, I recommend his book, Abdi's World, which came out in 2021 and is available through Amazon. It's a wonderful glimpse into his life and personality. Hey, if you're new here, please check out the 30 with Murdy archive at Odyssey and Apple Podcasts. My recent conversations include a chat about speed skating and baseball with one-time Olympic hopeful and former Met and Yankees outfielder Lee Mazzilli. Or you can hear my talk with former Yankees outfielder Chris Dickerson about his current and ongoing efforts to save the planet. Make sure to subscribe and review and all that jazz. And until next time, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.